Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. You're entering another world, one just a few feet beyond the safe glow of the streetlight, out into the dark, one slight step off the edge of the map, into the land of monsters. Today's tale, three intrepid podcasters stumble across a story more real and more disturbing than they could have ever imagined. In partnership with... Stuff They Don't Want You To Know presents The Tale of the University Six. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. A production of iHeartRadio. Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Mark. My name is Neil. They call me Bill. Today, we're continuing our previous exploration of the so-called University 6. Uh, Folks, please check out part one before joining us for part two. This story is part mystery. It's uh, possibly a cover-up and just maybe part paranormal. At least that's what some folks are alleging. Now, Mark, Neil, and I initially received notice of this story from a source or possibly sources that wish to remain anonymous. And as we dove into what they had sent us, we started to seriously wonder about this person or these people's identities. Here are the facts. As we talked about before, this uh, the case of the University 6 uh, is it occurs in a real place out there in Pennsylvania. Right. The Homestead State School and Hospital was built just a couple of miles outside of uh, the appropriately named Hazard, Pennsylvania, over the course of five years from 1903 to 1908. Uh, and as we talked about in the last episode, the history of mental health or mental health care, I suppose, or really it's kind of a misnomer in America is super fraught. Um, And a lot of these institutions were the site of uh, terrible abuses by people in power who should have been taking care of those in their charge. Yeah. And and we talked about the human experimentation that a lot of uh, patients were subjected to when staying at one of those places. And, uh, you know, as we as we dove into the this issue, we talked about how this concept of the University Six really has been urban legend. Uh, I mean, for as long as we've known about it, right? Yeah, and you run into this often. Any region of the world you travel to, any community is going to have their own local lore. You know what I mean? Just like how uh, parts of New Jersey have the Jersey Devil, just like how West Virginia has Mothman or other cases of strange disappearances. You know, D.B. Cooper out in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, Folklore is alive 
and often there is a grain of truth to it. The University 6 were no different uh, for many, many years. This was a campfire story. The idea being that somewhere in the mid-1990s, a group of students at a local university decided to do something a lot of people have done in the past, something that the three of us have done in the past. They went to see whether they could prove or disprove uh, any of the any of the stories, right? Any of the urban legends around uh, what is often called the Black Castle. So, like when you guys were when you guys were growing up, uh, did you ever encounter local legends or you know spooky places? I think we talked about this a little bit in the past. Well, yeah. I just never wanted to be a part of an urban legend like this, where you got, you know, university students who are interested and who are actually actively investigating something and then they disappear and you don't hear from them again and then it goes away. And then, as we said in the last episode, uh, the local authorities don't even want to talk about it. Right. That was where the legend hit the light of investigation, I guess you could say, because as you noted, Mark, we did reach out to local law enforcement. We looked into some of the footage we received from what we saw six college students from a local university. The ones who were called the university six visited this place, this black castle. And according to all the official documentation we could find their trail went cold from there. Uh, we were not able to contact any uh, family members. We searched down a, a, a few possible contacts, but uh, those folks just had, you know, the same last name, right? They were just, they, they weren't related to these folks. And uh, the police records that we were able to obtain were also no help. Part of that is because so much time has passed but someone um, someone wanted us to find this. So we received uh, separately and together a series of anonymous deliveries. Um, and they look like they look like found footage, like what you're describing, Neil. They, um, there's a shaky camera, right? And it starts outside of something that very much appears to be the Homestead State School and Hospital. And then they go inside, and if you heard part one, uh, then you see that things quickly seem to to go wrong, right? What did we figure out? They're, uh, they're running late. There's someone named Emily. There's someone named Matt. They're trying to meet other people, other members of their cohort. Um, is there anything else that st stuck out to you guys about the uh, initial footage we received? Uh, possible spooky clown sighting? <laughs> Maybe. We don't know. We don't know if that's what it was or if there there seems to be something in there because Emily in the first series or like right in the beginning when they enter the actual area that we think is the Black Castle, she reports to have her leg grabbed, I guess. Um, nothing is shown, you know, on the camera that was pro that may have been standing there, right, that grabbed her. But as the camera pans around, it appears to so to show something by the stairs, but they don't investigate it any further. They just kind of keep moving on. Yeah. 
And we also looked into records from local universities, even community colleges, only to find that they had none of them. No one near Hazard, Pennsylvania had a record of student disappearances of this nature. In fact, they had no record of these students at all, which is another wrinkle to the story. We sent footage to multiple institutions. Uh, one university did get back to us and called it a prank. Uh, the head of the university listened to the footage, told us it was false, and then also said something that felt a little bit like a party line. They would never, on principle, allow students to submit a project involving illegal activity. All rights reserved, yours, president of the university. <laughs> and by illegal activity, we're talking about trespassing, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, this you shouldn't be on those grounds without permission, officially. Er yeah, urban exploration, which we've talked about in the past. Uh, and I, I know, at least on, on my side, Urban exploration is something near and dear to my heart. Uh, but of course it makes sense, right? That a university would deny co-signing any sort of illegal activity or violation of the law. But also that makes you wonder, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't feel like any hall of learning I've been to ever kept that close of an eye on a project, whether a solo essay or whether a group work in the field. Um, I think they, it seems like they were saying this talking point after the fact, right? Like after we progressed in questioning. I agree. Yeah, for sure. It does feel like uh, a canned response. So then we reached out to uh, different department heads. Because as you know, folks, departments in universities and colleges across the world can often be siloed, meaning they can be their own fiefdoms, which means, and this is true, that sometimes if you can't get an answer from the overall hierarchy, you can go to the head of a department. So we looked at the film department, we spoke with the uh, oh gosh, we spoke with some weird ones. The geology department, just in case. Uh, and this barrel also of laughs, like that department barrel of laughs. Yes. They use emoji in their email and almost everybody got back to us with pretty much the same response. They had never heard of this story. The last one we're waiting on technically is the anthropology department. The chair of the anthropology department has yet to respond to our inquiries. And that can mean one of any things, you know, maybe they're on vacation. Maybe. Or, look, does it, does it strike you guys as weird that this is a piece of local lore, right? Wouldn't the people who live in the area know the local lore a little better than, you know, <laughs> some random guys in Michigan who are recording a podcast? Yeah, that's true, but it also kind of reminds me of uh, a story we've covered pretty extensively about the Georgia Guidestones over there uh, in Elberton, Georgia, not too far from Atlanta. Uh, in our travels and, and conversations and research into that, oftentimes it seems like people 
that live outside of the area know about the things more than folks that live really close by. I think it oftentimes has to do with people that are just kind of the niche sort of circles of research and it's easy to take it for granted, but people that live nearby these things, sort of like living in New York City, you don't go see the Empire State Building. You know? <laughs> yeah, or maybe it's that thing where oh, I've heard that story. Yeah, whatever, that thing that's near me. Come on, tell me something new. Still, it seems relatively... Um, relatively implausible or at the very least surprising that uh, very well-read people, people who literally work at a university in the area would somehow not have known about this, mm-hmm. right? Every, yeah, every, prof- every professor in West Virginia who's been there for more than a semester is going to be aware of Mothman they might not be an expert. They might not have seen the statue or gone to Point Pleasant, but they're not going to stonewall you. They're not going to be surprised and say, what do you mean? Some sort of moth that's also a man or some sort of man changes into a moth. They'll just go Mothman. Yeah. So I, I think it was surprising, though, to you guys' point. I think it, I think it's surprising that people seemed entirely unaware of this. But it seems, uh, it's still, it seems implausible, right? It, it's hard to believe. So, longtime listeners, after being stonewalled by both local law enforcement and local academia, if you want to call it that, we were at an impasse until, that is, we received a new set of recordings. What are we talking about? We'll tell you after a word from our sponsors. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Here's where it gets crazy. So we talked about how this does sound odd, but um, folks, you may not know this. Off air, after we recorded part one, uh, Neil, you actually received another package. Mark, I believe you received something identical or very similar. Yeah. And as we said in episode one, we received these things in these unmarked packages, no return address, no information. And inside each one, there is a USB drive. And on those USB drives, there are, I would describe them as snippets of a videotape from a while ago, an older it was probably a physical videotape that had been digitized. And then we're getting like just pieces of it that somebody has cut up and turned into individual files. I got to say, you know, you, you hear about getting unmarked packages or packages with no return envelopes containing spooky stuff in movies all the time. But to actually have it happen to you is very unsettling. Uh, it almost felt like it was hand delivered. It ha- had a certain, mm. you know, mine was lacking in, uh, in proper postage, which I thought was kind of unusual. Uh, which makes me think somebody knows where I live. I don't care for that one bit. 
No, I don't. <laughs> That's a giveaway. If uh, For anybody who wants to attempt to mail something with a degree of anonymity, the only thing you really need on a return address in the U.S. is a zip code. If you have a zip code as a return address, then it can still enter the post. However, if you receive stuff like we did that has zero return address, uh, zero identifying information, then that does mean that someone, possibly a proxy, right? But someone delivered that thing by hand, typically. Uh, and in these, uh, in these snippets, as you describe them, Mark, we learn a little bit more about this purported story. Please be aware, the following audio may not be appropriate for all audience members, and we're going to play, play uh, one of the clips we got, and then we're going to react to it and kind of share our thoughts. And I will say, there's some strange stuff going on in these clips that we've received. Uh, we're going to look at it as objectively as we can, just we want to know what you think. So as we listen through these, gather your thoughts and then make sure you send them our way. All right, here we go. Why are you still using that thing? Someone will know what happened to us. Nothing's working. I don't know what this is. Run! <laughs> So looking at this again, it appears to be the same two people from the previous stuff we had been sent. Uh, this time they are, they remain in a dark subterranean area. They seem, that's the thing. I don't know if they seem distressed because uh, people who are, it's unusual. People who are distressed at that level are typically much less coherent. That's one of the things that stood out to me. Yeah, uh, you can hear it in their voices a little bit. Um, it, it is odd. In the very first clip, we see uh, the female character running. That's, that's really what you see is kind of a, a shaky camera. And they appear to be inside. I, th I would say it's interior. I don't know if it's, you know, underneath the ground or, or what, but it appears to be inside and very dark in this facility th that we saw from the first video. Then almost immediately it cuts and guys, are, did you see, it looks like a cave to me or some kind of earthen, like you said, Ben, uh, subterranean structure. That's sort a very catacomb. Odd. Yeah. Very Elden Ring. And the, uh, the other thing is uh, you can, this is an audio podcast, of course, so you can hear what appears to be a third voice in a, um, yes. in a previous clip. We were sent, uh, there was this question that the characters had about whether or not a member of their group was pranking them, basically, right? And they, um, I believe they, they, had, they had assumed that other people had arrived earlier and that they were catching up with them. So maybe they ran into these folks at this time. Um, again, it's just, it, it's unusual for people to react that way in distress. 
Agreed. Uh, I guys, I don't know. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to keep an open mind with this thing. As this camera is panning around when they're down in that cave, did you guys see the thing? It was like white and red. Looked like I, a it's cloud. hard to make out what it is. It looked like spooky a cloud. clown. Yeah, yeah, we talked about that earlier. Yeah, that's this is us watching this footage for the second time together. And watching it again, it sure does have the uh, the feel, if that's a thing. It has that clown feel, that creepy clown feel. Yeah. There's a sound it emanates. Can we just talk about the sound for a minute, yeah. guys? It is a, is a silly sound. It feels like that sound was either added to the tape or is emanating from a source that is not physically where that creature or thing or whatever it is in the video that's right is does that make sense it it does make sense it makes me think of like you know found footage films uh the ones that do it right they they take into account the fact that you're recording from a simple one source you know situation like on board mic on a camera but then you watch films like cloverfield which i really love but all of a sudden there's sounds coming willy nilly from every which where, and uh, you yeah. know crazy surround sound stuff happening. And what's meant to be found footage, this has the feeling of a, of a sound that was was dubbed over. So I don't know who's trying to pull our leg here or what, but uh, it definitely makes my my spidey senses go off in terms of authenticity. Chronicle is another uh, found footage film that I think did it quite well. Do you guys remember Chronicle? Yeah, I've never seen it. I really want to see it. It's like on my list of movies to watch. But it, but in this case guys, I'm I'm genuinely asking myself if there if there was something encountered in there that is outside of my understanding of something that could exist because that thing if it's real, whatever that creature thing was, I don't know what it is and I couldn't explain to you what it was. Is it possible that it could make sounds differently or like emanate sound or make a sound like throw a sound to a camera in a weird way? I I just don't know. Yeah, it's a fair question. I mean, also, as we saw someone between whenever this was created and when it arrived with us, uh, someone messed with the information, the content, right? Even the metadata. So so it is possible that um, it is possible that what we're hearing is maybe not what uh, what these characters appear to have heard anyhow they they're distressed or they appear to be distressed Mm -hmm. in the footage and before that clip cuts out they are running right they're running from whatever they appear to have encountered whether that is uh one of their colleagues playing a prank or whether it's something else that's a great point it could it really could be well, who's the person they mentioned? Josh, maybe, or those other students that they mentioned. It could be a prank, except for the fact that did you hear what what Emily said in there? Um, I think uh, the Matt character said, you know, uh, why are you still using that thing? Well, like speaking about the camera, I believe. Like, why are you still recording anything? Like, we're in a we're in a situation here, and. That to me says that they've been in there for a while or they've been lost for a while and a long amount of time has passed since the last thing we saw or at least that running clip when they're inside to when they're inside that cave system or whatever it is. So I really it does make me wonder about how long they've actually been going through this ordeal and it have how long they've been in that state of mind. 
but it also makes me question if they're just being messed with. So because or are or are the people who are shooting the video messing with us? Ah, anyway. no, these are fair questions, Mark. The question about time also really stands out because clearly some time has passed in the second clip, um, which Mark, Neil, and I um, also had a chance to take a look at. But maybe let's play this and describe what we're seeing. Also, just to add, uh, not to bury the lead here, but there's another kind of odd um, presence, I guess you could say, is like a, a, the outline of a figure kind of down the hall. I mean, there's a lot of whip panning with this with this held handheld camera stuff, but I swear it looks like a, like somebody in a dress or something like that, and then the door slams shut. Yeah, there's a green glow even going on there. Okay, that's a bridge too far. Green glow. <laughs> Slamming doors, spooky figures. Well, and there's another strange sound. It's like a kind of a, I don't know, a laugh, I guess. Is that what, how you guys would describe it? Sort of a Dr. Claw menacing villainous laugh. Remember Dr. Claw? Oh, yeah. Mark, I love the point you made earlier about the passage of time. Because in the next clip we receive, it appears that more time has passed. Uh, these people um, se seem to be stopped in their tracks and uh, they're trying to figure out something they see on a chalkboard. Uh, we'll, we'll, let's just, let's cue it up. Let's play it and uh, let, let's talk about it. What's on that board, Emily? I don't know yet, but maybe it will help us get out of here. Give me your notebook. Here, take this. When did you sketch these? The first night. I thought I... These are really good. Thanks. Give me the pencil. Here. I just need a few minutes. I almost got it. Okay, okay. In this clip, it appears they have encountered what looks to be a chalkboard covered with uh covered with stuff and we we paused the frame and we could look at some of the language some of the drawings they seemed um relatively uncollected but but very dense there's something that stood out to me here which is that they're saying their names quite often and people don't typically yeah. people don't typically say each other's names to each other no you're right unless they're on a podcast uh, <laughs> mark I was unless say. they're on a podcast mark <laughs> like hey bill mm -hmm. uh just remind everyone that's new <laughs> right exactly <laughs> but there, there's uh, it, well, it seems strange right that they stop in the middle of running away yeah but then it's it, we to us the way this thing was edited together, it's in the middle of them running away. But if you listen closely, um, well, let's just say what happens. Emily looks at this thing, and she's got the camera. She's looking at the chalkboard. It's got all this weird stuff on it, right? We're looking at schematics. It appears, or skeleton. There's a skeleton hand, a bunch of weird writing that I can't decipher, at least at the moment. And after looking at it for a while, I... It feels 
scientific in some way. It doesn't look like a magical spell or anything like that that I've seen in chalk before, but it is very, very odd. Um, after she looks at it, she asks for Matt's notebook, right? Or sketchbook or whatever it is. His, he's got a book and she wants to like write some stuff down about this thing. And Matt makes the statement, oh, I made those last night after you fell asleep. So it's not it's not mid-run. They've been here for a while. They even, like, slept. Can I just say I'm very appreciative of her support of his artistic abilities and, and that encouragement that she offers him, you know? It's a real tender moment between these characters. Yeah. I get, yeah. She is kind. Uh, and, you know, if you look at the video... Uh, Matt brings the camera down and shows the sketches that he's made and they are genuinely good. But to me, guys, they look like creatures. Maybe some of the creatures that we've possibly seen in this video that he's making sketches of this dude straight up looks like a clown. Are you seeing this? Oh yeah. Reminds me of uh, Zebo the clown from, are you afraid of the dark from the 1990s? You guys remember that episode? The tale of mm -hmm. laughing in the dark. So, if these um, if these students are being pranked by other students, then that's well and good. It just makes the uh, it's just in poor taste on the part of the other students, right? But there are a lot of college kids out there pranking each other. The thing is that these kids uh, don't reappear. Right after after the clips we've played, as we're reporting this, like the university uh, doesn't have any information. Um, the family members we tried to track down, we we ran cold on that one. Law enforcement as well. Uh, these are not the only clips we received. I suggest we take a pause for a word from our sponsor and then look at two more clips, which might change the conversation just a bit. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. And we've returned. Uh, so let's let's take a look at uh, clip three and see, is, is this a prank? I mean, have you guys ever pranked someone to this degree? Were you pranksters in your day? I've never, no, if this is a prank, no, I've never done it like that. But I do enjoy scaring people. <laughs> that is kind of one of my favorite things. I hate it, man. One time I jumped out and spooked my uh, my girlfriend's former roommate, and she was so scared that she beat the out of me. Mm-mm. Yeah. Pounded me with her fists. Still got the bruises. Also, I mean, you know, I've placed the odd whoopee cushion here and there, but nothing this Baroque. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of starting to lean in that direction. Mark, guys. what's that moving behind you? Kidding, kidding. <laughs> Jeez, man. <laughs> I was like, I got a monitor here. I can see myself. All can right. I also point out? I want to ask you guys a question. And when faced with a real, 
you know, uh, confrontation with terror like this. Do you really say turn around, look at the spooky thing behind you? Or wouldn't you just be like, hold very still like a like a bee was was near you or something? Or do you, do you say turn around? That seemed like a bit of a most stretch. people just exclaim. Um, there's a small chance that someone who really has it together might say, don't move. But uh, that can also freak out the listener uh, because you'll instantly want to move, right? Uh, it's really, you know, if you think yeah. about human psychology, the fastest way to get someone to turn around is to tell them, don't look now. And then instantly, right? <laughs> They're like, huh? Really? Well, I'm just in a don't look now moment, in that previous clip, we just have to mention it. There is a weird, tiny human tiny in there, figure. right? She's figure. got, she's wearing a figure. Yeah, you're right. You're right. There's a, she's wearing pink. And what do you hear in the video? Something about her, her, her bag. Taunting. It was taunting. Uh, yeah, she, I, I wrote it down. This voice says, you want to see what's in my bag. What does that um, mean? What kind of bag are we talking? Bag of tricks? Halloween know. candy bag? I don't know. Fanny pack? The camera cuts immediately after this thing, whatever this whatever it is, is revealed. And then it cuts. And that brings us to what's occurring in this clip. Wake up. Get up. Um, really? What happened? No poke. Has her way out. Still running. Matt, turn on your recorder. We need a record. Of- so, again, um, not sure how much time has passed, but in this clip, it appears the camera has fallen to the floor. And the Matt character, the one identified is as Matt, uh, is unconscious and prone, it appears. And we're, we're not sure what happens due to the way things are cutting out. Uh, but the Emily character has either just woken up or remains conscious, but seems uh, attempting to convey distress. Yeah, for sure. And oh, what does she say immediately after she wakes up? She gets Matt awake and she notices that the sketches or the notebook or whatever it was that that they had in the last scene that we were able to see is gone. Right. So and she says something like it was our key or our way to get out of here. That's odd. I wonder how a notebook could have helped them. They didn't really explain that part. Um, Maybe. I don't know. Well, remember we saw that chalkboard. Yeah, with some of the those those drawings and such, maybe there was they copied something from there. They got some. There was a map. Or, I don't know. What, I don't know why. I'm just speculating no, yeah. here. Yeah, could, well, that's what they were doing. Yeah. I just don't understand what I saw on that chalkboard. How that translates to them escaping or, or you know being okay. But obviously, there's something in there. It was maybe the key to to fighting the yeah. The or maybe there's maybe it's leading them to an exit. Maybe they lost their way. You know, not everybody does the uh, labyrinth and minotaur rules, right? Not everybody has a length of string or uh, Hansel and Gretel style breadcrumbs. Yeah. Breadcrumbs were always a terrible idea. I figured it out, guys. 
This is an elaborate escape room that Matt and Emily's friends have set up for them. Clearly, that's what's happening. It's like that movie, The Game, you know, that the David Fincher movie. And then at the end, it turns out it was just an elaborate birthday present. Sorry, spoilers for The Game. So, obviously, uh, we are divided. I believe, I think this whole thing could be uh, a spirited prank. Uh, on on the part of some other folks so i i mean again we're working with footage we have the only the only thing that keeps me on the fence is the stonewalling from institutions we contacted uh we have other we have like a little bit more footage uh stuff that made us ask who is talking to the emily character and whether or not it's perhaps the person who sent us these packages to begin with. Should we play it now? Let's do it. Stupid Matt. I told him we should stay together. I have a secret. So that line is someone saying, quote, I have a secret. And Matt, the the Matt character is gone. Well, yeah, that, yeah. Uh, I guess let's just describe it really quickly. They appear to be running again. Then as soon as the camera cuts one last time, the Matt character, as you said, Bill, uh, appears to be gone, just completely gone. And Emily is alone. Emily is, you know, saying how she wishes that they didn't split up and they should have stayed together. And I just want to describe where they are. It looks like some kind of laboratory, right? There's, there's clearly old or aging equipment in there. That was probably, that was probably uh, electronic in nature. It at least appears that way, um, but it's dilapidated. And this leaves us with more questions than answers. I would say, and if, if you are listening now and you are the person who sent this to us, please contact the authorities. We're at a bit of a cliffhanger. As you know, folks, when we can't get the answers through the official sources, we get as close to the primary source as we can get, which means, Mark, Neil, that we are going to go find this castle ourselves. We will update you when we have more information. In the meantime, what do you think? Let us know. Uh, We can't wait to hear from you, especially when you find out that this was a prank. This is a prank. This is a two-part prank from Stuff They Don't Want You to Know and Spirit Halloween. What? We've been had. We had ourselves. Oh, We've been had, what? fellas. Yeah, we did. We 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 played ourselves. Not supposed to do that, but we love Spirit <laughs> Halloween. Spirit Halloween's great. Yeah. Where do they even come from? They just pop up magically <laughs> when the time of year comes around. And there's like fourteen hundred of them. I thought I really thought for a long time Spirit Halloween was a local thing. I just did. And I got so excited when it would show up every year. I've always been captivated by how they show up. And as you guys know, I uh, I wrote a story 
uh, explaining that. And maybe that's something we will explore in the future. You might be asking yourself, guys, why are you in such a uh, such an autumnal spirit over over the course of summer? And the answer is, at least in my opinion, that it's always kind of Halloween. Uh, and <laughs> and as far as we know, uh, the Emily and Matt characters are fine. There is no university. There is no homestead uh, institution that, to our knowledge, housed uh, a laboratory for unethical experimentation. However, there is a... Um, there is a place called the Pinhurst State School and Hospital, and this was an institution that opened way back in the 19, early 1900s and continued for 80 years of controversy before it closed in 1987. Oh, yes, you're right. We based this thing around, you know, real, real stuff, right? Uh, we hope you had fun with this, by the way really hope you enjoyed this as much as we did. Uh, just being a little silly, being uh, Mark, Bill, and Neil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The bizarro world stuff they don't want you to know. In case you didn't catch it with the whole Ben's uh, incredible Twilight Zone intro. Um, I think we're from Michigan in this universe. I don't know. We're, we're still working out the, the backstory ourselves. But also just to add, the history is true. Like, I mean, the, the parts about the history of psychiatric care or lack thereof and abuses, you know, in, in the United States, um, very much a real thing as we've discussed in the past. Oh yeah. Can we talk just a little bit about the video itself? Cause the video was, was shot by spirit Halloween and sent to us. We didn't know what was going to be in it. And, uh, <laughs> Man, there's so many fun things in there. And do you know what it is? Those those creatures that we were describing, those sounds, those are, I hope this isn't spoiling things. They might make me take this out. Those are the animatronics that are going to be featured this season at Spirit Halloween, which uh, animatronics are a big deal with Spirit. So there's like individual clues to which characters are going to be around this year. It's a big deal. Apparently, like there's all these Spirit Halloween stands that are like, you know, try to figure out what the newest animatronics that are going to be unveiled are going to be by doing some uh, pretty serious internet sleuthing. Um, so yeah, hats off to you, Halloween Ooh. nerds. Yeah, it's the most wonderful time of the year, as they say in that song that I'm pretty sure is about Halloween. But hey, it's always Halloween in America, is it not? Uh, we are going to call it a day as Matt said, and this is our Matt, the actual Matt and the actual Noel, and they call me Ben. As Matt said, uh, we do hope uh, you enjoyed this. We hope it gave you a chuckle. And we are going to return with our actual episodes very soon. We can't wait to hear from you. As always, uh, we try to be easy to find online. That's right. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Conspiracy Stuff. Instagram, we're Conspiracy Stuff Show. You can call our number 1-833-STDWYTK. Let us know what you thought about this and any other episode. We'd love to hear from you. Give yourself a cool nickname. Let us know if we can use your message and name on the air. And you've got three minutes. Say whatever you'd like. If you've got more to say than can fit in a voicemail message, why not send us a good old-fashioned email? We are conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com.
Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.